The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Human design is a system that offers profound insights into your inner self and how you interact with the world around you. Quantum human design takes that process one step further, allowing you to become the architect of your own reality. Join Dr. Karen Curry for Elevating Your Life Script, a weekend workshop where you transform your life by crafting intentional narratives, May 24th through 26th at the Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York. Learn more at eomega.org slash thrive. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. In a world that can be challenging and at times unpredictable, it's hard to find moments to focus on what you need. Join Stephanie James on The Spark as she guides you to use your inner flame to ignite your best life. As a best-selling author, psychotherapist, transformational life coach, and international show host, Stephanie is dedicated to helping you create a life that takes you, your goals, and your passions to the next level so you can live a life that is fully lit up and fully alive. She believes that your life is meant to be a beautiful expression of the things that light you up. That by living your dreams, you give permission to others to do the same. Are you ready to feel alive and inspired to fuel your dreams and put a fire behind your desires? Let's ignite a spark in one another that will illuminate the world. The Spark, with your host, Stephanie James, starts now. Welcome to Igniting the Spark with Stephanie James. So happy to have you here. You know, I hope that this time of year, you're really taking time to pause and take care of yourself and that you're making yourself a priority in your own life. And sometimes that's just 10 or 20 minutes in the morning, taking that pause so that you revitalize you, you resource you. It might just be with some deep breaths. It might be a little exercise or it might be just writing out your gratitudes and marinating for a few moments on that and letting those good feelings soak in. Those are some of the things you can do to just take care of you. So then that resourced you can radiate even more brightly in the world. So excited to have special guests with me tonight. I love it. The sisters are in the house. I am here with Michelle Anderson and Laura Mozzarella. These women are incredible. They do cozy conversations with the Sister Project. They have a blog. They're wellness and lifestyle uh, lifestyle bloggers. They have a talk radio inspired show. I, I already, I have to tell you, ladies, I already ordered some skincare after I was looking at your blog this morning. I love it. Welcome both of you guys to Igniting the Spark. Thanks, awesome. Stephanie. Thanks. Thank you for Thank having you so us. It's so wonderful. I'm I'm so excited to chat with you guys. For one thing, tell me about sisters. What a what a cool thing. Not all sisters get along like you two do. And I love that you two, you know, you put it out there. It's like, you're not just sisters. You guys are friends and you're doing this mm-hmm. really important project together. How did, how did this start? 
Michelle, take it away. Sure. Yeah. God, has it been eight years ago? Eight years ago. Well, first of all, thank you so much for having us. I'm super excited to join and, and share everything with you. Lauren and I started the Sister Project about eight years ago. I was actually walking around and working and kind of in a job that I didn't love and not feeling super fulfilled and honestly just felt a pull to do something. And that pull was in a creative space. I didn't know at that moment eight years ago what it was, but in my mind, in my mind's eye, I just kept being drawn to my sisterhood, the word sister, my relationship with my sister. And then the sister project was kind of born. We we had a meeting of the minds and Lauren and I created this platform that started, the sister project started as a blog. And we joked that it was sort of our, our junk drawer. It was where we curated all of our life's happenings, recipes, experience, product. And over time, it evolved into the Sister Project podcast, which we call Cozy Conversations with the Sister Project. And we really hone in on our lifestyle, which uh, le leans into the seasons and enhancing our cozy, mindful well-being by embracing all that the seasons have to offer. Lauren, did I cover that? Do you, what, what do you think? That was pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> Would you add anything, Lauren? You know, I think our mission here is to share our relationship and our sisterhood. And with that comes, that's what sisters do. Well, most, well, we hope, right? I mean, I remember when we were younger, sharing wasn't our strongest um, aspect of our relationship. It was like, yeah. who took my underwear? Like who is stealing people's underwear? But that's what sisters, <laughs> sisters did back are. then. <laughs> right. But right. now we share everything. And I'm a new mom. Michelle's a mom to 14 year old twins. So there's a lot of advice sharing. There's a lot of sharing of um, what we're going through in life. And not only are we doing that with one another, but we're sharing this, as you said, on our podcast and in our blog in written form and in audio form. And we found over the years that when you share kind of like you do with your sisters, you create a community, you create a relationship with other people and with our listeners and with the community we've built. We've gone through a lot of infertility, both Michelle and I, me more recently, grief. We lost our mom to dementia. And of course, just the seasons of life, not just the seasons of nature. And we have found that when we share these more difficult parts of our lives, along with the really fun, bright stuff, it helps us get through this stuff a lot better and a lot easier to have kind of someone to lean on. So our space that we've created is to also be a space for people to kind of lean in on us as well as they go through seasons of life and can also call upon us for advice or just to tune in, even if it's not to find like advice on what we're going through, but to kind of just tune in and just listen in and see what other people in, in this like weird internet space are going through. And it's we have really created a beautiful community of people. We're really lucky. It's 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 been a really fun and interesting and difficult ride, and mm. difficult because there's just so many avenues to take until we got here, and here we are, and we're really loving what we're doing. I love this. I mean, this this to me is such an essential thing that the two of you are doing. You know, it, it's so against some of the social media stuff where everything's happy and everything's got to no. be, you know, it's right. like this false front that we're seeing. And instead, it's like this very authentic, you know, real raw, like this is life. 
Yeah. And when you present it in the way that you two are, it like gives other people permission to be authentically who they are. Mm -hmm. That's powerful. Thank you, Stephanie. And I totally agree. Like go on our Instagram. We're not, it's, it's not an aesthetically perfect handle. That's not what we're about. We're not about like overly sell. Yeah. We've got some stuff that we like to sh- like the products that you're talking about, the skincare product is probably the same products we've been using for the past eight years, Stephanie. <laughs> we're not really huge consumers. So we're not pushing products. We're pushing, if anything, a lifestyle in which we think is accessible to all people. And it's really about practicing mindfulness um, and being in the moment and taking advantage of the natural resources that we have around us. And again, about our relationship. So people, you know, when they tune into our space, our podcast or our Instagram account, they're just coming to hang out with us. It's like coming over for a glass of wine. Well said. Thank you. Yeah. And and I swear that's that's one of the cool things I'm loving hearing about your community as well is that as women, I think we're really good at this. Like we can meet another woman and there's that instant heart connection. Like after a conversation, it's like we're connected. And so to really extend out your sistership, if you will, to a larger sisterhood, what an essential gift. I mean, that's basically what we're doing. Gosh, Stephanie, I'm going to use what you just said the next time someone asks us what we do, because that's kind of what we do. We create this relationship, this sisterhood with other people. You know, people call upon us and ask about like caregiving for their elderly mom or dad or someone who is sick with, you know, a cognitive disease, or they call upon us to ask about all these different things that you would ask your sister about. So what we're doing is fun and it's working. (laughs) Yeah. Michelle, what else would you add to that? Well, I think that people don't realize at first when they walk into our room, let's say our home or our virtual space, that we're sort of like the sister that they didn't know they wanted or didn't have. You know, like what you said earlier, the authenticity, the vulnerability, Lauren and I have been through so much. And when you are open to sharing those things, that's when the, the relationship forms. And and that's how our community grew is just by being authentic Mm -hmm. and open. Mm -hmm. It's been lovely. And it was almost accidental. We didn't, we didn't have any intention. When we started this, we didn't know that that's what was going to happen. You know, we started this blog, we started this brand, we created this business. Our mom had gotten sick at the same time. And we started to share about that journey because we, it felt unnatural to not share it felt unnatural to share just the pretty things and keep Mm. all the sad, dark, hard stuff to ourselves. So when we opened up, what we realized is, is, you know what, we aren't the only ones that are going through it. There's actually hundreds, thousands, millions of people that are experiencing and walking through the exact same things that we've been walking through. But the beautiful thing about our lifestyle and this platform that we've created, this, this Huga lifestyle that we share is, is those are these very things that have helped us kind of get through and navigate the challenges and the real the real hard stuff that everybody goes through on a mm-hmm. daily basis. Yeah. I mean, this is essential stuff. Again, I feel like when I was on your website, when I saw the story about your mother, I mean, it really touched my heart. I just lost my father at the beginning of mm-hmm. December. I'm and so sorry to hear so, that. Yeah. Thank you, guys. I, I feel like being able, though, when I posted about my father and the, those feelings, you know, around like, I can feel great and have a deeper appreciation for feeling fully alive. And then I can just be heartbroken to the core in the next moment, you know, and, and sobbing. 
when I was posting about those things that I usually don't post about, I think I had the most response I've ever had. Oh, yeah. You know, with people. Well, Lauren, I always say, you know, it's like, you know, anything sad, dark, and depressing is, you know, we sarcastically joke that those are the things that gain the most interest, you know, but it is also the most relatable and real. Mm -hmm. And I think that especially in regards to grief, there's so many of all of us, we're all going to at some point encounter it and it's going to come in different ways and for different reasons. And when I started sharing about my grief too, Stephanie, I felt like I felt like I was sharing a piece of me that I didn't even know existed yet. And then when I started talking about it and sharing it and other people were sharing their grief with me about their loss, I'm like, oh my God, this is such a universal feeling. We're not a we're so far from one another, but we are so connected. And that usually for me, usually connects most deeply. In grief, I find grief to be one of, it's a beautiful thing to have to go through. I know that sounds bananas. It's so hard to go through, but I find that when you start to go through grief, if you have, if you suffer a loss, you develop a different part of the human experience that you didn't have before then. Yeah, I absolutely agree. There is something about when your heart is broken open that it creates actually more room. Yes. Mm-hmm. Space. And and I can speak for myself, such an evaluation on what really is meaningful in my life and what really matters. And I read some of that on on your site as well. You know, I'm curious for the two of you, what what would you share with people that are listening to this right now and they're going through grief? What kinds of things would you tell them? around having their experience or their own grief journey? I would say be kind to yourself during that process. You know, it's different for everybody. It comes at different times and moments that you least expect it. And of course, those moments that you absolutely expect it. But there you can't put a time on it. Personally, I don't think grieving the loss of a parent, it's like, you know, it's a club that nobody ever wants to be in. But eventually, inevitably, everybody becomes a part of it. And it becomes a part of your like process and continued living as a person. And just to be kind and patient with yourself as you go through that process. Yeah, beautiful. I was going to say, yeah, if... I think if I go back to if I go back to like when my mom first died, I was suffering emotional pain but physical pain as well. My back was doing it was so bottled up and it was painful. Like I had I couldn't sleep because I was crying but I was both in pain. And I would say that that pain, emotional and physical, all of the pain that comes with grief, it does subside over time. It's just going to change. It's going like this Christmas, I grieved the loss of my mom because I felt I am a motherless mother and I'm a new mom and I have a baby. I wanted to, I wish my mom was there to have Christmas with us. And so it was a different kind of grieving. Two Christmases ago, I was just crying because my mom was dead. So it does transform and it's kind of like Play-Doh. It changes shape all the time in different mm-hmm. ways, but over time, it does get a little less painful. Yeah. And then what I'm hearing from both of you, and it's it's okay to just be where you're at with it. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And it could take a long time and just go with it. Yeah. You know, I don't know if either one of you have ever read, it's actually a children's book, but I recommend it for my adult clients all the time that are experiencing grief. It's called Tear Soup. 
No, no, I've never heard of it. Oh my gosh. You two check it out. I will. It literally, it's, it's one of those things where it's also, and I invite, you know, the listening audience to check it out. If you're going through your own grief journey right now, it's literally, you don't really know what this little old woman is doing. She's just making this soup and adding <laughs> these specific ingredients. You don't know, but you know, she's lost someone or something and neighbors come over and they're like, aren't you done with that soup yet? You know, and, and people stop coming over at some point because they just want her to be done with the damn soup. And it literally, I, I think part of the point of that book that's so beautifully brought across is that like we're each in our own individual grief journeys and nobody can tell you when that soup is done and ready besides you. I totally. love that. I'm going to get pick up a copy of that for sure. <laughs> Tear <laughs> awesome. soup. Tear soup. That's okay. it. Well, let's talk a little bit too. You said the word, Michelle, and I don't want to mess it up. It's this mm. Danish word and I'm half Danish. So when I hear something Danish, I'm like, oh, this is cool. I can't speak it, but I love it. <laughs> what is that? And tell me about the project. Yeah. Um, the word is huga. And there is so many different variations. I think the Danes would appreciate a pronunciation of huga or huga. And it's a Danish term and it's an, it means the art of cozy living. It means enriching your experience, being in the moment and, and utilizing these, these things that appeal to the senses, whether it's something that smells good or uh, sound, it's music, or it's a cozy thing that you wrap around you. The idea is that you practice huga by creating the space that gives you this feeling of overall contentment. And it's such a comforting, lovely place to be. And to be honest, I mean, there's a reason why these folks over there thrive in the winter and truly just thrive and feel great during the coldest, darkest months of the year. Lauren and I have always been Huga. We have always been, we've always appreciated the cozier side of life. We were, we joke, we were raised by candlelight. It's something that (laughs) when we learned the word, we were like, hang on a second, this is we are this, and mm. this is good for your well-being. This really makes you feel better when you practice this. Lauren, you can elaborate on this. Well, I, I was going to say, I felt like we were like the modern day, like little house on the prairie. <laughs> like our mom always had a bowl, like a pot of soup on the stove. Yeah. Really, we people growing up, our friends would remind us that our house was so dimly lit because our mom literally had candles lit it all see. over the house. And it was just, and that was just how we were raised. And the thing about what Michelle was saying too, we've always been like Huga. I feel like our mom had always, and our dad too, they just, they, yeah. they helped us celebrate the seasons. Like they really, especially fall and winter. And that's kind of where the um, magic of Huga comes from, are during these colder, chillier, and then freezing months of the year where you, a lot of people suffer from seasonal depression or sad, right? Or they get kind of blue because the sun's not out as much as it used to be. And it will over time when the months um, transition. So like for now, what I do in my home, I take down all my Christmas ornaments, but I keep my tree up. And I call it a winter tree. And for me in the morning, like at five o'clock in the morning after the baby's woken me up and I get her back down, I go down there and I just have my coffee with this winter tree and it's dark as hell outside. But for whatever reason, this illuminated fake tree in my house just adds so much, honestly, happiness to my day. (laughs) 
Yes. <laughs> it's, it's, it's honestly, Stephanie, like these little tweaks that you can do as a person or as a family to just create this ambiance in your house to make it more, I think, livable during the colder months and where you thrive and you don't just survive. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I, I love, I'm seriously, I'm thinking about that because I have not taken down my tree yet. And just hearing just you say that, Lauren, it. I'm like, nope, I'm just taking off the ornaments. Yes. And I love that. Wait, Stephanie, where are you? In I'm in part Colorado. Of the She's okay. in the most cozy Okay. Place you are in like in the, the Huga capital of state. <laughs> <laughs> yes. If I were you at this point, if you haven't taken down your tree, just get rid of the ornaments, pack them away and See what a month with a fake lit up tree does for your mood. I think that the essence of Huga really is, you know, it, we can all like joke that like it's about getting your cozy socks and a hot cup of cocoa. But if that's what makes you happy, go with that. Another part of Huga though is, and let's disclaimer, we're not Danish. We are not Danish. We are just totally stole cozy loving women. Because we also know that it's so good for your mental health too, because there is a huge mindfulness aspect to it. Being in the moment and enjoying like sitting around, what's more hygge than sitting around with like three friends and having a dinner together or playing a couple like a board game or connection with others, but also connection with yourself is key in regards to living this hygge lifestyle. Well, that's one of the biggest parts is the it's, connection. It is. And not only for the hygge lifestyle, as we've mentioned, our mom had a, a form of dementia that is quite rare. Um, but dementia nonetheless. And if we are always thinking, of course, about brain health as well, and community and sense of purpose and connection with people is huge when it comes to brain health as well. And so we found that like this lifestyle just really kind of fits the mold with what we are doing in our own lives personally, as well as sharing with others. Yeah. Yes. I'm, and I'm hearing, I love even Michelle, the first time that you said the word cozy, I mean, I can just feel that, you know, I mean, there's these really yummy C words that you guys are using, you know? And so, I mean, I, it's like, I'm hearing like this cozy, conscious, connected life yes. that we can all have. And, and I can't wait to talk to you all more about this. We need to take a quick break and then we'll be back more with Cozy Conversations with the Sister Project. Amazing sisters, Michelle and Lauren. Come on back. Human design is a system that offers profound insights into your inner self and how you interact with the world around you. Quantum human design takes that process one step further, allowing you to become the architect of your own reality. Join Dr. Karen Curry for Elevating Your Life Script, a weekend workshop where you transform your life by crafting intentional narratives, May 24th through 26th at the Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York. Learn more at eomega.org thrive. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to Igniting the Spark. I'm here with Michelle Anderson and Lauren Mozzarella. 
so thrilled. We are just having such a fun conversation. Talk about cozy conversations. Like this is like cozy for my heart. I don't know about you guys, but this is just like, I'm loving this. You know, we get that a lot, Stephanie. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) I bet you do. I bet you do. Well, there's one thing I definitely want to talk to you both about because I feel like we live in this society where there is just like this disease of overworking. And I know that that's one of the things that the two of you really speak to. Can you talk a little bit about this and and the effect it's having on us and what we can do as a remedy? Yeah. Can I, should I take the lead here for a moment? Well, one of the things Michelle and I, we're not like big New Year's resolutions people. I don't have any. The, The only one that we have is work smarter, not harder this year because Michelle and I are a two-woman team. We've added people onto our little group, our, our business here and there over the, the several years we've been working together. And um, we've realized as of last year that we work our butts off and we really don't give ourselves enough time and space that we should because we're, we're both moms, we're both women, we've got a lot of priorities and things to do in the way of this business. And we realize that if we overwork and overdo it, we're just not going to be able to be our best versions of ourselves as well. So a few things that Michelle and I do on a regular basis and that we will bring into the new year with us are like one of the biggest things is taking time for ourselves. And in regards to Michelle really doesn't take meetings from me in the early morning because that's when she goes and does yoga and she takes a a 9am class and that's her class. And I'm well aware of it. Michelle knows I'm a new mom and she is so kindly respectful and understanding and patient to the needs of a new mom and a baby. So if the baby's napping at our meeting time, she's cool about it. So my point in sharing all these little bits and pieces is that it takes a lot of the stress away from what jobs and owning your own business can do is having a partner or coworkers that understand that we all have the priority of wanting to take good care of ourselves. One of the biggest things that we do is we do walk and talk meetings. So we'll take our meeting outside and we'll walk in the woods and we'll have our brainstorming sessions there. And I cannot tell you how much more brainstorming you get done when you're out in nature and you're breathing and you're walking and you're, you know, just getting some exercise in. I think that as a, I don't know, is it, is it just our country? Is the, is the whole globe overly worked or is it just the US? <laughs> I can't. Our I relatives know. in Italy don't seem worst. like they work as hard as we do. Yeah. I think our country is addicted to being busy and in going from meeting to meeting. And with the lifestyle that we lead, it, it is a bit more lax. And we do let that drip into our business and our working relationship as well. Not that we don't do the things we're supposed to do. It's just we're not we're not killing ourselves over it. We're, we're finding time and we're respectful of our needs and our the things that we need to do to get done. We do it. But again, we just have, we make space for the things that keep us thriving. Like I said, we want to keep, we don't want to just survive. We want to thrive in both personal and professional. Michelle, what are you thinking? Yeah, if I can add to that, I think, you know, Lauren and I, what we've gotten really good at is giving ourselves permission to step away and take a breather. It's hard for working moms and working people to, but let's, I'd like to focus on the working mom since that's what we are um, here in this moment, well, and forever. You know, it's hard for us to get away sometimes for, you know, a long stretch of time to maybe get in that workout that you want or 
whatever it is. So Lauren and I like to implement it's we like to inspire people to like just if you have five minutes, if you have five minutes, it's important to take a moment and step away. And if you can't get away for 60 minutes or whatever that looks like, turn your phone off, go pour yourself a cup of coffee or a hot drink or whatever, and set the timer for five minutes just to give yourself that break because five minutes is better than none. And if you do that four times a day, you've given yourself 40 minutes or right. 20 minutes that you didn't. And there were years, 20 years, I sat behind a desk. I had a desk job in the city. I worked, I commuted for 10 hours a day. And then I sat behind a desk. I never got up one single time. My brain felt like it was going to explode and the energy was sucked out of mm. my body. The difference between now and then, and having really been able to, my job has changed. My whole focus has changed. I had a major shift, but creating that space and giving myself the permission to take care of me in between my workday, I feel like a different person. I feel like I wake up energized and I go to sleep feeling like I just had an incredible, fulfilling day, ready to put my head on the pillow and excited for what's to come tomorrow. Yeah, Michelle, I, I can't even imagine if you would have stayed with that other job. I think when we're in that kind of grind like that, we're truly creating like dis-ease oh, yeah. disease in our bodies. You know, and I think so what an awesome prescription for mm. overcoming, you know, this this workaholism, this, you know, and we do see it. People define themselves by how hard they're working, how hard they're grinding. And yet so much of it, I, I agree. One of you said, you know, it's it's like it's a distraction. It's a it's distraction exhaust, from and it's what exhausting. really matters. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And to be fair, like, let's be honest, like us saying like, go grab that cup of coffee. It sounds like cliche and easier and it could be easier said than done. But the thing is, if you actually do carve out that space to do these things, and it's that's why it's such a mental and mindful lifestyle, this cozy, mindful well-being is because it takes the effort. It takes effort. I can easily go through my day without doing any of this stuff. Mm. It's, it's, it's actually almost easier to do that because then you're just, you're just on autopilot. But if you actually press pause and say, oh, whoops, okay, got to time out my life for a second. I'm actually going to sit with my baby. I'm not going to go on my phone or answer a phone call from Michelle. I'm actually going to flip through a couple pages in my book. And that's my huga right now. That's my, we call it mom huga is where we try to inspire moms and ourselves and each other as moms to take the time and feed our soul a little bit so that we don't burn the heck out because that's always on the horizon if you don't take the time to just take five minutes. Yeah. And that's what I was going to ask you all next is what are the benefits of doing just these five minute breaks? Well, I feel like another epidemic in our country is anxiety, is stress. And we know that anxiety and stress are not good for mental health and for brain health. So long-term, it's better for both of those things. Mental health and brain health are top priority for us. So we know that anything that we're doing to add into this lifestyle of ours is going to help 
benefit those two areas of our lives. And then from there, once you tackle the brain health and the mental health, now your relationships are doing pretty good. <laughs> you know, now if you're taking good care of you, you're going to take care of your kids well, you're going to take care of your spouse or your partner. You might be more connected to your friends and then you you keep going. And it's kind of like, I think of it like a snowball. You just keep yeah. adding good, good things to it. Not like a big, scary snowball, like a nice fluffy one that's full of like all the good things. Getting out of nature is so good for your mind and your body. And there's these new studies coming out about how good walking is. Yeah. Like, listen, I, I talked to Mich Michelle, does her yoga. I do my Peloton, you know, here a couple times a week. But my our favorite form of exercise is walking in nature. Actually, there's this Norwegian word called frislutsliv. And I know your listeners are like, you just butchered that word, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> and the word, the word means outdoor open living, air open yeah. air living. And all it's about is taking the time to get outside and breathe in the fresh air, no matter what the elements are. So if it's freaking freezing outside, there's a saying that there's no such thing as bad weather, only bad clothing. You know, get, you know, you're Colorado, Colorado what, how do you say it? Coloradian? Coloradoan. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm a master at butchering up words. All these things, it all just is going to help the interior of your body so that all the exterior stuff begins to fall in place a little bit more cozy, calmer, connected. It's just, but it, again, it takes the effort and yep. it's it sounds, like anything. It takes practice. Yeah. It just takes a little bit, even if you just, you know, pencil in a 10 minute call to your best friend who you haven't talked to, because I've noticed the older I've gotten and the busier I've gotten, some of my longer just I don't talk to all my friends as much as I would like to but connecting with those people and taking the time to revisit where you've left off just really benefits the mind and body and I I think that the the benefits are invaluable and it's almost hard to keep track of what they can do for you and the thing I'm hearing big time is the ripple effect yes it benefits you and then it benefits the people in your life yes because imagine if you're like stressed out and you're freaking out all the time and you're just chugging coffee and you're not getting any good food in and you're not exercising, like everyone's going to be pissed off with you. <laughs> Michelle, what were you going to say? Well, I just, I, it's sort of like, I call morale boosters, you know, like it, you have to give yourself those little dose of a boost sometimes to just keep you at a balance, happy. I hate to say happy. I remember I walked Why? into the therapist's yeah. office once. Well, because happy's a ch it, happy is some, it's a feeling, you know, I like to say, my therapist asked me once, he said, why are you here? And he said, what can I do for you? And I said, I want to be happy. And he said, I cannot promise you happiness. Okay. But I can promise you peace mm. in every day. And at first I was like, well, wait, what? I can't, <laughs> I can't be happy every second. No, no, you can't, but you can still do those things. These little things here, they're morale boosters. They bring a little joy. They get, get you out of your head for a few moments and you get out in nature. And I mean, you know how many times I've like left my house kind of like, I don't know, maybe a little overwhelmed or the, the pile keeps rising and stuff's building. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to step away. And I live right by the woods. And I've walked to those woods and I have never walked back out of those mm -hmm. woods feeling the way I felt when I walked in. Never once, 100%, I will stamp of approval, it has never failed me once. And I think that's the thing that we're really trying to inspire is, is yes, the long-term health benefits, they're there, they're real, they're scientific proof that backs this, but also that instant feeling that, that short you get. Term. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Something else I wanted to mention is this idea of like permission, like to give yourself permission to do these things. Again, we're so calculated on how many things am I to do list can I get done? Well, there's always tomorrow. You always have time to do more. There's plenty of time. I mean, there isn't, but there is. And the other thing is in regards to permission, sometimes we, Michelle and I have to give each other permission. Like yesterday was Michelle's yesterday. birthday and she was actually so adorable. It was her birthday and she, we had finished, we did a full day of work and, you know, got around three o'clock and we were, were reading this new book called um, The Opposite of Hunting Butterflies. And she had the book in her hand. She's like, are you cool if I just go inside now and read for a while? And I was like, yes. You you're done for the day. Don't even go back to work. Just you're you're quitting for the day. And I'm I'm hoping that that made her birthday and her day feel calmer and more connected mm. with herself. And I think it has a lot to do with permission and we don't give ourselves enough of that. Well, and I just want to say, you know, thank you for giving permission to do that. That was a lovely thing and I want you to know that what I did, Lauren, was I took it to the next level. I went home. I you went inside. <laughs> no, I lit a fire in my fireplace. Mm. I got my, I did. I got the, my, I you got, got you went next most, level. I went next level hygge. I did. I got my blanket. I sat on my couch. I lit a little lamp light. I had my fire going. And I don't know. There's, there, it's, how'd it's, that go? The, the feeling is, it was the best birthday gift I could have given myself, honestly. Mm. It was lovely. Perfect. Yeah. You guys, I mean, I, I just, I love hearing the way that you two show up for one another, that that you're mindful in your own lives and then you're mindful and intentional in your relationship with each other. Very much so. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Really powerful stuff. So, you know, as we've been talking a little bit about all these different things, I do feel like, you know, New Year's Eve or New Year's resolutions, they don't work, you know, for most people, it's like 80% chance people are not doing them a week later. So there's this different mindset that I'm hearing around truly taking care of yourself and looking at what matters most. What have the two of you found that matters most for you? Let's talk about, you know, going into the new year. And I know you said it's not just seasons of the year, but we're in this season now where we just had the, you know, the winter solstice. Now there's more light coming into the world. What's the meaning for you right now? I think one of the things that's most important to me is every life feels so fast. You know, you are raising kids, we have jobs, the business world, you're talking about things six months ahead, especially in our space. We're planning podcasts out, we're candle business. You're always in the future. Mm. For me, trying to stay as close to the present space. It's my daily, weekly, yearly goal. That's what I try to do every day, no matter what time of year it is. And it's a hard and challenging thing to do just because of all the things that I said. But all of the reasons that we've just shared are, or ideas are some of those things that really help me get back to that present space, which is I'm telling you, it's a toggle. You know, I feel like I'm one foot in the future and one foot in the present. But that, for me, I think is most important. Did I answer that question? You did. <laughs> okay. I mean, because I'm I'm really <laughs> hearing that, and I and I agree because I feel like 
one of the things, the best gifts we can give ourselves is the ability to live in the present moment as much Mm -hmm. as possible. You know, I literally just got done listening to Michael Singer's new book, Living Untethered. Mm. And that's really what it talks about is cultivating this practice of how do we reel ourselves back in? How do we come right here so that we're not clinging or grasping or you know, it's, it's okay to plan from this moment, but you're not living there and you're definitely mm-hmm. not living in the what if worry game or yes. oh, I regret this. If I could just add on that, you know, like Lauren and I talk about the seasons and, and that's one of the, the things that we inspire is, is when you embrace the seasons and you really try to, you know, take pleasure in the changing seasons and the winter snow and walking through the woods in spring, summer, fall and winter, what you notice is what's happening in that very moment, which is very grounding. And it does bring you back to that present space you're trying to be in anyway. Yeah. Lauren, do you want to speak to this as well for you? Um, For me, moving forward, I, you know, being a new mom, everything was a hot mess, is a hot mess for a while. (laughs) So I'm just focusing on, it's obvious that, you know, like Michelle mentioned, being in the present. But for me, I am taking like my mindfulness of gratitude to the next level because it was very difficult for me to get pregnant. And my husband and I are on this crazy journey together. I'm so lucky to have all these wonderful things in my life. And sometimes I lose sight of those things. And I sometimes allow myself to be brought down. And I really am working on the internal dialogue that I and how I speak to myself on the inside because mm-hmm. I struggle with that. That's one of my, that's one of the things that I, the voice that I hear on the inside sometimes does, is not so loud on the outside. So I'm trying to make the voice on the inside be the, a little bit of the opposite and be a little bit more amplified um, so that moving forward this year, I can, you know, be this new mom and really embrace all these seasons of life because mm. it is a roller coaster. And I'm 40 and I'm having, I'm, I'm at this point where I'm like, you know, like I feel like a lot of 40 year olds have like a 10 year old. <laughs> I've got like a six month old. <laughs> it's kind of weird and funny and awesome. And awesome. Yeah. It's so awesome. But it's really, it's such a change of lifestyle. When you, when you have a baby at 40, it's such a different way of changing your whole life. So I'm really working on it and I'm loving it. And one of the things moving forward for me that for this year in particular is spending, and I do spend a lot of times outdoors, but even more so. For me, being outside is one of the most grounding things for me. I feel so connected to it when the wind hits my face, when I'm getting rained on or snowed on, or if I'm walking in the hot sun. I feel most alive. I feel very human. Mm-hmm. And so I'm hoping to also bring these elements um, into my baby's life. And our mom taught us a lot about loving the seasons. And I'm hoping to do the same moving forward with my little baby. Oh, I mean, beautiful answers, you guys. I, I think I, I go back to one of Michael Singer's quotes, which is suffering is when we want this moment to be anything other than what it is. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. you know, Lauren, as you said, it's it's like really sucking the marrow out of these moments and being in this gratitude uh-huh. for what's here, no matter what season, like Michelle said, no matter what season's here to be present to it because mm-hmm. there's beauty, there's splendor, there's awe if we pause enough to allow it in. A hundred percent. You took the words right out of my mouth. And again, I don't know if I answered your question, but I hope I did. 
You did. You did. <laughs> you did. And I cannot even believe that we are already out of time. I this know. has been such a delight, you Stephanie, two. you're awesome. <laughs> you two are awesome. <laughs> This was fun. <laughs> it's been such a blast. And so from each of you, as, as you're wrapping up, number one, I, I want to know, you know, how can people get a hold of you, find your blogs, find your podcast? And then what is the essential message that you want to leave with listeners today? What do you want them to take away? Well, I'll start with where you can find us. Good. I'll uh, think about that message. I, that's what I thought. <laughs> this is, we're pros. We're pros. This is your ESP. This is your ESP. <laughs> you can find us uh, on our, at our website is the sisterprojectblog.com. Uh, that's our home, pay, our home base and where everybody goes to start. And of course, if you want to listen in on our cozy conversations, it's called Cozy Conversations with the Sister Project. We are streamable wherever you find your podcasts or listen to your podcasts. And if you want to have some fun with us on Instagram and social media, you can join us over at, at the Sister Proj and at Cozy Convos with TSP for all of our podcast updates and fun. Right on. So Thank you. Yeah. Okay. So- <laughs> Lay that out message. The, the, I, I message. I thought about it. I, right, I really thought oh. about it. And I think this is what I got All from right. you guys. I think as the Sister Project, our message to our listeners, to your listeners, to whoever taps into us, is that there are seasons in life. There's the four seasons that we most of us experience. And then there's the numerous uncountable seasons that we all go through in life. Some of them are very fun and joyful, and some of them are very trying and very difficult. And our message is if you can just slow down and pause and take a moment to yourself, whether it's during the fall season because it's crispy and you're sipping on a dang apple cider, or it's during a grieving season because you lost a loved one, if you can slow down and just kind of find comfort in your home and in the people you connect with and maybe something that touches your five senses, whether it's soup for your soul or it's listening to a beautiful composition of music, just to allow whatever your cozy is, is to help you ride out every season in life. Beautiful. <laughs> Michelle? That's mic drop. That's it. That's her message. That's her message too. We're good. What she said. Beautiful. She said. Beautiful. I love it. I love it. Ladies, thank you so much. You're such bright lights and beautiful thank souls you. on this planet. And thank you so much for sharing your content with the world and this time and space with me. Just thank deep bows of gratitude to you both. Thanks for being here. We're grateful for you, Stephanie. Thank you for having us. Thank you so much. And thank you to all you listeners here on Igniting the Spark with Stephanie James. You can find my newest book, Becoming Fierce, at Barnes & Noble or Amazon or wherever you buy your books at. And my newest, latest film, When Sparks Ignite, is available right now for free. You can go to Plex Network and then to the More You channel to find showtimes. So it's really, it's a show, it's a documentary that's about the difficult and challenging times we face that then become the match point that ignites something within us that becomes our gift to the world. So if you want some light and inspiration, check those things out. Thank you, listeners, sending you so much love and joy. Thank you for being here. You have been listening to Igniting the Spark with Stephanie James. Thank you for listening. 
You can find us on all podcast platforms. Make sure you subscribe and receive every episode. For more information about this show, my books, films, and events, go to stephaniejames.world and ignite your best life. Hi, I'm Jane Asher, and I believe, and from what I've been shown, that when our loved ones die, they don't really leave. They just slip into the next room. On my podcast, I explore the bigger picture surrounding life on Earth and what follows when we do die. I speak with authors, friends, transition specialists, and other experts about every facet of death, dying, grief, hospice care, cultural traditions, and also our beliefs about that final journey and what we may end up facing. Please join me on the next room on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network or wherever you get your podcasts.